You're listening to the Screening in Kingston podcast, recorded in Kingston, Ontario, Canada. Okay, week two, movie club. Here we go. Hello. There you go. <laughs> There's a bit of, <laughs> bit of a delay, but, but yeah, that's I don't fine. know. You're here. Um, this, <laughs> this is gonna this is gonna be an interesting one because uh, already we know Taylor and I are on opposite sides of how we feel about this movie and the fan reactions all over the place. I, I I thought it was good. I don't want to give it away, but I oh, did enjoy it. No, I mean if we're saying it now, I did not enjoy this movie. So, so there, that's there the, two sides. the two but sides. But I guess fan reaction is all over the board. Yeah, like, there's not, there was a consensus until today. Um, oh. We got quite a few people who I guess watched Sunday night, and on Sunday night we got a lot of responses. Um, not everyone who's in our movie club sent in thoughts or rated the film, but the, the most common thing that we do get from everyone is ratings. And so there was a consensus, and now that's changed because quite a few more, I was just telling you, Taylor, uh, before we started, quite a few more people this afternoon must have finished watching it um, and sent in their ratings, uh, which changes things a little bit. So I'm going to do some math on the fly in a little bit, but uh, it looks like it's, it's uh, it's a bit all over the place. Who will win, Taylor or Mike? Well, I mean... Let's see who the fans back. I feel like... You watched a movie you liked, so you won, and I watched a movie I didn't like, so I lost, you know? (laughs) I I guess. (laughs) I feel like that's if you're going to go that way, but I don't know who the fans will agree with. We'll save that till a little later. Team Taylor or Team Mike? Yeah, we'll see. Um, Also, uh, just so everyone knows, if you missed the show last week, we're in our movie club now. Um, so fan questions are going to be pushed to the end of the show just because we're going to prioritize movie clubs. So Taylor and I will talk about the movie first and then we'll get into fan thoughts about the movie, reveal what our fans thought about the movie we're watching, and then we'll get into some questions. So that's basically how today is going to go. Cool. Um, so let's talk about this movie, The Ravenous. Uh, yeah. What do you, do you want to go first? Well, I was going to let you go first, um, but I, I <laughs> so you can do math. So I can do math. Yes. <laughs> so why don't why don't you go into it and I'll work on some math. Okay. So um, for those who didn't watch along this week, The Ravenous is a Quebecois film that uh, came out in 2017, and it is about a small rural community in Quebec. Uh, and there's a zombie outbreak. And it is very much a straight zombie film. Like, it's not... Like, there are a couple moments of humor, but it's not, like, a horror comedy. It's very much a zombie film. Would yeah. you agree, Mike? I would agree. Yeah, it's yeah. it's definitely a zombie film. I mean, and I think the, like... The, the quirky moments or the comedy moments are more meant to ease tension, which mm-hmm. makes tension greater later. Like, I think that that's more what they do with the use of comedy. So, yeah, I would agree. This is a post-apocalyptic zombie movie where you are following around a group of people um, and you kind of get to know the main characters and a little bit of their backstory and kind of the way they interact. And you basically are following them as they have to deal with this 
zombie outbreak. And every zombie movie has, like, different rules about right. what the zombies do, right? I was like, going to bring that up. Yeah, like, and this one, they're fast. They make kind of more of a screamy, yelly noise than anything else. Yeah, they, Dan asked, who's, who's doing all the screaming? Yeah. While <laughs> yeah. I was watching it oh. in the living room. <laughs> yes, the, that, that would be the zombies. Um, and then they like to gather items in a field and create uh, art, I guess. With or like totems. Totems, like yeah. Totem I mean, holes. art. I don't know. <laughs> maybe they. Maybe it's for aesthetic. Taylor, that's the thing. I don't know why they did that. And I watched this movie twice. I like that you twice. don't know. Okay, you like that. You like the aspect that you have no idea what's going on there. Yeah. Because it adds Sometimes what, mystery. Sometimes it works. Pardon me? Because it adds like a, an element of mystery to it. Is that is that why? Yeah, and like a level of unease and like creepiness. So what I really liked about these zombies is that they, they, they're like very still. Yeah. Like they, they go from not moving at all and just kind of like standing to running very, very fast and screaming. So it reminded me a lot of It Follows and The Visit mm-hmm. and a little bit, honestly, of Midsummer with the kind of the ritualistic aspects of the zombies. Right. So, I don't know. I think it worked. Normally, I'm I'm on the fence about... <laughs> I'm on the fence of the zombie debate. You know, some people like their zombies fast. Yeah. And other people like their zombies slow, um, which is kind of the more... I don't want to say authentic, but like the historical portrayal of zombies is that they're very slow. And you're you're on the fence as to which one of those you you actually prefer? Yeah, because I guess I never really had a strong opinion on zombie films. It's not... I haven't seen a lot of zombie stuff, so um, I didn't really have strong feelings about that to me. But I would say I liked that they went from being super still not moving kind of a just staring like a blank stare to like the complete uh like complete opposite super super fast screaming yeah that that creepiness element was definitely done well because um when when you when you're like standing in a field or when you're looking out at a field and there's just like a a person there or a body or a figure like to me that's very creepy so they did yeah. a pretty good job with that and that element was definitely there i guess for me the biggest thing that that i d- didn't like about the film was the inconsistencies of some things like like the first the first zombie kill as it were was very fake and took me out of the movie to begin with. And I know it's like, it, this, I mean, it was shot, this movie was shot beautifully for being a low-budget film. So whatever funds they had, they, they spent on cinematography. Because they didn't, I don't think they did a lot with the actual special effects and the practical effects of, of the zombie stuff. Because most of the kills and, and action is actually done off screen. And sometimes yeah. it's done very well. And I like that. Because the less I see, the more scared I get. But then the things that I do see on 
screen I thought was very fake. Like I could tell the person biting someone's mouth was like extremely far away from them and it took me out of the movie. I will agree that the first opening scene, the the kill was really weird. Like, yeah. Yeah. I feel like the, the mouth did not make contact. No. But like the blood spatter made it seem like it did. Yeah. Um, and so with that opening scene and then with the title cards, yeah. which I loved, yeah. but I thought, oh, this is going to be like an homage to 1970s right. zombie films um, and be like a little bit more maybe tongue and cheek, like um, a little bit more corny, like on purpose. Um, but that was not the case whatsoever. <laughs> it's no, a very serious no. zombie movie. And so those, I kind of just regard the opening scene. Yeah. Those moments you talk about, like, I think do happen, but in smaller ways and are, are now more used to ease tension. Like you've got that, that random, I don't know if he's a postman or something who kind of pops out and scares them just for no reason. Oh, I think he's um, like a community, like he lives in the community, but he's special needs. Oh. And so he thinks he's in the army, oh. but the lead character says, the guy with the glasses yeah. says, he thinks he's coming back from a mission he's never gone on. Oh, so see, my, I, I completely missed that. I thought maybe watches. he was either special needs or maybe like he got um, hurt. Pardon me. Maybe he got hurt at some point in time, like because they were saying. Because I I know that you don't learn much about this character, right? Like no. you, you only have those couple lines. I guess I must have just missed that because that kind of like explains everything. Because I was actually thinking like, oh, maybe he used to be in like a military service or something and he used to work somewhere and got hurt and like wasn't anymore like that that was mm -hmm. some of the thoughts but i had but like ah, i completely missed that line about him see that actually explains a lot yeah <laughs> so like, clearly i missed that because that helps kind of clear up what was going on there because i think the the woman who doesn't live in the community says like he's clueless yeah and then the guy says like no he thinks he's coming back from something he's never been on, which made me think he either has mental illness or a special need. Yeah. Or, like or, the way that the character was sympathetic towards yeah. him. Yeah. Or there's some, yeah, there's something going on there that, that he knows about that, yeah. that, that she wouldn't. Yeah. That's interesting. Yeah. That kind of like helps help explain that character a little bit. So, Hey, I, I mean, maybe there's just things I miss. Cause I will say that like, if I, if I have a, a movie watching weakness it's it's subtitles which yeah. we talked about before <laughs> and i don't know why but i there's no person in this world that can teach me french um it's just been even through elementary school like taking it and stuff i feel like i was passed because like you have to pass this person me as well y yeah i i just i can't get a handle of french so it it really um it really loses me within that as well. So I guess I missed a couple of things, but yeah, I think, I think it was interesting that I thought the movie was going to be something else and that it was very much serious. And one thing I, I, again, like I kind of mentioned this, what I really liked about the movie was the cinematography at times where I thought some of those shots were really well done and very professionally done. And, and that was the part of the inconsistency is I had these like great moments of, wow, this looks really good. And then a zombie kill happens and I'm like, that's, that's weird. That was not done particularly well. So yeah, it's, it's, 
it was a really inconsistent movie for me, which kind of pushed it down a little bit in terms of, of my enjoyment. But what are some of the other things you liked about it, Taylor? I liked that there was initially very little dialogue. Yeah. Um, and then as the characters get to know each other better, they start to open up and the dialogue um, increases. But it feels very real uh, given the events of the movie, right? So um, I think sometimes with Hollywood movies, there's this sense that you have to fill the space with sound and dialogue um, and, like, exposition. Like, the characters have to explain things to each other. Whereas this was very much, like, two strangers meet up during a zombie apocalypse and like yeah they probably wouldn't have much to say to each other <laughs> yeah um except for like the needs the needs to know yeah so um i think the acting performances were very good and again the difference between quebec film and like the canadian film industry in general yeah um i think just the level of like the the acting and the directing, it just seems so much so much. It's always so much better um, for Quebecois film, in my opinion. Um, and just as an aside, in terms of casting, I love non Hollywood casting. People look normal. Yeah, you know what I mean. Yeah, very like realistic. If, very yeah. much like you could believe they're there. Yeah. Like if this was cast, if this was a Hollywood movie, they would cast like a, a hunk for the lead, right? Whereas the lead in this film, he wasn't ugly by any means, but no, just like he, he was the a, French David Cross. Like that's he looks exactly <laughs> like David Cross. I think uh, he's a little better, a little more better looking than David Cross. Well, but, fine, whatever. But but he's but like, like, you know, just like a normal. Like you're like yes. That is a small town in Canada. Yeah. You know, like, it's not like Brad Pitt is a farmer. Like, yeah. they cast Brad Pitt yeah. as a farmer. You're right. right. And and it's not Brad Pitt and everyone's around the same age. Like, it's, it's you had a wide range of ages and you really got to kind of see different, different people than you would normally see. And I think the acting point you make to me is very, very clear. Like, if you're going to compare this to Black Cop in terms of, like, like let's just take the leads out of it for a second because I think Black Black Cop's lead was, like, yeah. the lead was really good and the leads in this movie are good. But if you look at everyone else, like your sub-characters, your secondary characters, your background actors, your ever like, all that, this film is, like, a mile ahead of Black Cop in terms of how the quality of it. Yeah, so, it's, it's good, good acting. Yeah, yeah, that's exactly <laughs> it. It's good acting, and it's not over-the-top acting, and it's not like, wow, I'm, my eyes are always drawn to you. It's more you're doing exactly what you need to do in this moment, and it's real, and it never gets credited. Like, good acting never gets credited. It's usually bad acting or amazing acting, but good acting is what you need to have a solid movie that's realistic. So I will agree with you on that. Like, the acting was good. I agree with you about the casting as well. This was very realistic. These are people you would know in this community, and that made it feel more real. And I will say, like, even though, like, I overall didn't enjoy the movie, like, my rating isn't even going to be a skip it because I do like that real, raw 
feeling to it. So I rated it a little bit higher than that because I think that the there's something to it there where you get out of it. You get this like real movie. You get these really almost like, I don't know how to describe it, like dirty, raw. You can kind of feel it and you can smell it and you can kind of like, you feel like you're there. So the atmosphere it is really good. authentic. Yeah, definitely. Like, it doesn't have the polish of a Hollywood movie, which is good. You know, like, it's, it felt, like, I don't know, it was very believable. Like, I'm like, yeah, that is small town Canada, small town Quebec. Um, those people look like how they would look. They're responding how they would respond. So, I don't know, like, I, aside from the first scene... I don't find I didn't find the film inconsistent. Um, I liked that there was big question marks. I don't like how in um, like mainstream film or like Hollywood film everything needs to be explained. You know, like I'm okay with the unknowns, and especially because the characters themselves don't know why those things are happening. Right. Um, they're cut off from the rest of the province and the country. Um, like, we find out that the military has closed all the roads. Mm -hmm. So they're very much cut off, and they don't know what's going on. Mm -hmm. So it would be weird if we did know. You know what I mean? Mm -hmm. So, yeah, I don't know. I really enjoyed it. Yeah, and I, I, I see a lot of the things you're saying, and, like, I definitely can appreciate, like, a lot of those qualities that the movie has. I guess for me, where I found some of the inconsistency is, I mean, I'm I'm fine with like not learning everything, but I just felt like nothing was explained and there were too many moments of randomness that left me going like, okay, why is this movie ending on a close-up shot that's slowly zooming in on this little kid who kind of half smirks. Like, what does that mean? Like, what was the point of that? And like, what, what, why am I left with that image? And there were so many moments where I just felt like I wasn't quite getting what a filmmaker was trying to do. Because, I mean, I watch film usually for the reason of entertainment, but I also sometimes watch it with like, I want to see what the story that the filmmaker is trying to tell and what's the arts behind it. And there were too many moments of I don't really get what they're going for here. Um, but I did appreciate the raw, realistic quality of it. And that actually made the horror for me better. Like I, I felt the unease and they did a good job of communicating that because there were some real creepy moments that to me, I don't think they relied too heavily on cheap jump scares. They, they really showed you an atmosphere that was creepy and unsettled. Um, but again, I just, I don't know. I, f I found some of the things fake. I, I found the moment where, where she was standing in a field with a sort of machete and she's kind of hacking at them and we only see her and there's just blood spraying on her. Like I just felt that felt that was cheesy and campy. I liked it. You like, yeah, you, yeah, you were into that. <laughs> yeah. Cause she had this really great moment with one of the younger characters mm -hmm. explaining, um, kind of her life before and I don't know it felt like satisfaction like I felt her she's like a warrior girl 
slashing down the zombies. I don't know. I liked it. <laughs> now, okay. Well, here. Let, let's keep going on this. What do you think about the old man who appeared with the kid? <laughs> like, I liked it, too. You liked that, too? I just, like, who who was this guy? Like, he was just kind of there. He was an insurance yes, he was seller an insurance in the guy. community. And people would know him. Because he was in the newspaper. In the newspaper. I newspaper. liked it. Yeah. <laughs> I think what they were trying... I. They did the classic film thing where the film opens up with a diverse group of characters mm -hmm. and somehow all of these characters are eventually going to converge. Right. And granted, we do get more screen time with people than others. So the old man and the boy that are together... They probably have the l l least amount of screen time, so their story maybe that's why it doesn't make sense to you. Mm -hmm. But I think it was to show another way to that a person was reacting. So he, whereas some of the other characters had no trouble killing, he was much more tempered mm -hmm. and. He went out of his way to help that little boy. Well, I shouldn't say little. He's like a preteen. He's like a preteen, yeah. Um, even though, you know, he was uh, maybe compromised. I don't want to give anything away. But, no, yeah, don't don't give, give too um, much away. But I mean, it's a zombie film, right? So people should know that that's that's part of the part of the 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 action that happens in zombie films is wondering who's compromised and who isn't right yeah. like that's that's part of what you go into it so i do, i feel like it's not a spoiler to say like there's always a question about everybody mhm mm and like some people are more questioned than others um i don't know it just i'll be honest it really worked for me okay no hey that's and that's fair i mean if it worked for you um i agree with a lot of the points you're making i just like didn't get into it, I guess. Um, but let's both of us give our ratings and then let's hear what our fans thought about the film. Mine's a see it. See it from Taylor. And mine is an airplane it. Um, I, Ooh, spooky on an airplane. Yeah, well, that's the thing. Like, I feel like I, I feel like this movie would be enjoyed where you're trying to focus on something else. Um, throw this on, on an airplane. There you go. Like that, to me, airplane it. Um, let's get uh, let's get uh, to our fans here. So we've got uh, we got a couple people who actually wrote in um, some of their thoughts, and then at the end, I'll give uh, the ratings that everyone went through. So we'll hear from Jessica first. So Jessica says this movie was terrible. I didn't oh. get into it at all. <laughs> at Ouch! The, there you go. So I guess that's one for Team Me. Um, at the best moments, I just found it inconsistent. But at its worst moments, I just found it awful. What was up with the chairs and the weird sound that that was like crickets, but without a break between chirps? Do crickets chirp? Is that the right word? I didn't I don't hear know. that noise. <laughs> this this movie is a skip it for me. You didn't hear that noise? Like through the whole movie? No, like every time they were in the field, and every time they were they were in the field where they were building that like monument or whatever it was that there was definitely a constant sound like i think tyler vance would love it because it, it reminded me so much of her smell like it's just this constant sound you didn't hear that may i, I not enough that it like 
that I would be able to identify it. Like, obviously, well, it didn't make much of an impression. I believe me. that's what she's talking about. I don't know, if, to me, if it sounded like crickets, but, like, it was definitely, like, a... a Part a, of the soundscape. Yeah, it's definitely, like, a, a whining, sort of consistent noise. I mean, maybe I thought... It clearly didn't take me out of the scene, so no. for me, it must have been effective. Yeah, so you must have, you must have. But there you go, Jessica doesn't uh, like it, and she says it's a skip it, so there you go. That's a there skip it uh, from Jessica. Uh, uh, we've got Tyler... Tyler Vance writes in. Um, he says, hello, Taylor and Mike. The ravenous, uh, in a word, inconsistent. In a phrase, a mixed bag. In a paragraph, this movie is a balancing act between the great and the mediocre. I have uh, half a cast of compelling characters with deep-seated wounds on one hand. Example, the former housewife who has lost all hang-ups about murdering children. And a gaggle of cardboard cutouts of apocalyptic caricatures uh, such as the old man who's just there <laughs> so good i'm glad tyler picked Ouch. up the old man too um you have an intriguing camera placement choices that draw your attention to the danger that lurks at the edge of the frame and there's still these cheap jump scares where you look over one shoulder um and then over the other and then oops zombie uh you have moments of visual beauty where the camera glides over the forest um as uh guttural screams puncture the serenity of the image but then there's also a bunch <laughs> of strange decisions being made by the characters at all times there were some good scares some good shots some good characters and some good emotions within an hour and 45 minute runtime they uh, were just fewer and further between i would than i what i would have liked sincerely tyler why the parrot vance seriously though what's up with the parrot I can I can start explaining the strange pile of chairs and such, but the parrot, do I did I miss something here? Where is the parrot? I don't know. Am I getting that? Yeah, I don't know. Uh, do you remember a parrot? No. Parrot. Maybe I was again. I was just having such a great time watching the movie. I'm trying <laughs> to remember. I don't even remember other than the horses running in the forest. I don't even remember animals. No. Of any cows. Cow oh well, yes, there cows. Kittens. There were some cows. There were some kittens. But parrot. Tyler, tell us more. Um <laughs> I don't know anything. Like was about it a the... pet parrot? I don't know. Did what was it something the old man had? Because <laughs> I mean he's... No, the old man had a stick. He had a stick, right, he had a stick. Um and the kid, the young girl didn't have anything. There was an accordion. Yes, but that was <laughs> That was um, that was utilized to like I think draw the zombies away at one point in time. Yeah. Um, but anyway, Tyler, and I let, think the character who had the accordion had like an attachment to it. Now it's one, yeah. But that accordion, it's one of those like like, is that what is it an accordion where you have the you have the piano on the side and then and then you have the accordion piece? Like, is that called something? That's an accordion. Is it? <laughs> like the whole thing's in a court. That's what it's called? Okay. Yeah. yeah. I didn't know if because the piano was on the side that meant something different or if like... No, that's what like makes it an accordion. Well, Tyler, tell us what you mean by Parrot. But I mean, he brings up some good points and, and seems to be similar to me on this. I mean, he, he gave it a uh, stream it. Um, so he I think he liked it a little bit better than I did. But he, he's pointing out some of these great moments but but inconsistencies as well like what do you think about his comments about the care the cardboard cutout characters like do you feel like there are some just 
zombie apocalypse trope characters in there? Yeah, maybe. I mean, maybe I'm not as... I was going to say, maybe I'm not as critical as horror as I should be, but everyone knows my review of Hereditary, so I am pretty critical. Yeah, um, <laughs> you love horror, but you did not like Hereditary. Yeah. <laughs> so. uh, like, like I said earlier, there are characters that don't get as much screen time as the other characters. Yeah. Could you have eliminated the old man and the kid, and the story would have got, moved it forward as, like, as it should have? Probably. Like, I'll give you that. Great. Good. Um, That's all we needed. We've won. <laughs> we just need to go with the old man. <laughs> their inclusion didn't take anything away from the movie for me, though. Mm. So that's why I'm like, I'm like, whatever. Like, right. boo-hoo. There's an old man. Who yeah. cares? Just well, suck it up. <laughs> well, I guess Tyler and I didn't enjoy the, the inconsistency of it, but you did, and we'll just I have to like the old man. Um, but please, Tyler, do let us know the parrot. The parrot. Um, I even, I, I don't know. Um, How's it spelled? Uh, uh, P-A-R-R-O-T. Yeah, parrot. Yeah. No, no. <laughs> Taylor, I looked it up. I was sure it was the bird. I mean, believe me. When, like, I, as the person who has to read uh, usually Tyler's fantastic, well-written monologues, um, I usually Google, look like, up a word. Words. Yeah, every once in a while I'm looking up a word or two. And I just wanted to make sure, am I reading this right? <laughs> parrot. And I just looked it up and it says a bird. Um, or move in a verb, you can move like a parrot, I guess, and they can use it that way. But I don't know. I don't know what he means by that. I'd, I'd love to hear more. Yeah. Uh, last fan who wrote in something was Lily, um, who said, uh, I'm a pretty big fan of uh, sort of B-horror films. Um, and this one had some camp um, that I'm not sure was planned, but I still enjoyed the film overall. I really got into the characters, and I felt that the movie's strongest moments were the quiet discussions uh, where we see the pain and suffering of these people, but we weren't rushed to find out information about them. We got to know them slowly and surely, which made it a lot more realistic for me. So do I think this movie's a must-see? No, but I would still give it a stream it, as I really enjoyed the movie, and I'm glad I watched it. So there you go. Lily's a little bit more on your side, Taylor, of, of liking mm -hmm. the film and liking the kind of slowly get to know the characters. Yeah. Uh, so let's get to our movie club rating. So m most people did write in a rating. Um, uh, there's still a couple people who hadn't uh, written in one. So I just want to remind people, uh, check your spam folders because from our email, we would have emailed you if you joined the movie club First of all, a welcome to the movie club, and then every week we email the fillable form that you go to to fill out uh, with your thoughts. So definitely check your spam folders just in case uh, you've missed it. But here's the new math I just did. So the movie clubbers, um, we're just going to go from see it down to skip it. Um, so the people who said see it were 19%. Ooh, ouch. Stream it, 30% though, okay. which is our highest amount of percent. Airplane it, 25%. And skip it 26%. So, like, very much divided. Very divided. Like, if you add that up, that's like 49% of people were the two, like, more positive ones. You see it and you stream it. And and about 50, what, 1% were airplane it, skip it. But airplane still, most people say something positive, usually about it. Like, it's still worth seeing. So, it's very split. Like, that's very much more even across the board than last week was. Huh. So, very interesting to see that. 
Um, so there you go. That brings us to kind of the end of that. Before we move on to fan questions, that was The Ravenous on Netflix. Um, it is a film in French. Uh, Taylor gave it a see it. I gave it an airplane it. And our fans were kind of mixed, but the highest rating was 30% said stream it. Um, so there you go. I guess consensus we would still say is a stream it because that's where most of the votes came in. I just, I'm surprised because to me, this is a better movie than Black Cop. Well, okay. Now, in terms of writing, direction, and acting. Okay, now hold on. I don't. Okay, I'm gonna. The, the only. Okay, acting I'll give you. Directing I'll give you. I'm gonna fight you on writing because even when the dialogue came in, there were too many moments, though, when a character has said nothing for a long time and the only thing they say is this, like, larger-than-life statement. Like, it happened with a couple of the, um... Uh, I can't remember her name. Some of the older women would sit there and they would, like, they would say something that was, like, almost just philosophical and that would be the only thing they say in a while. And I found, I found some of the writing to be a little bit here. Like, at least, like, with Black Cop, I found, like, there were some really interesting stylistic choices they made. Some of it worked, some of it didn't. But at least in the writing, I really, like... I saw what they were going for. I mean, they right. were basing it off of real life. But, like, in this movie, there were too many random moments where I was just like, wait, what is? what are you trying to say? What's going on here? So, I don't know. To me, the writing, I think, that's... Maybe I need to move to a rural, small-town Quebec. <laughs> maybe. Maybe this is your... Because I just get it. You love it. This is your... These are your people. <laughs> this is it. These, you know, these regular country <laughs> folks. Yeah. I will give you, though, like, again, I think the lead actor of Black Cop was incredible, but the movie suffered from everyone else was not great. Whereas, they weren't at his level. No, and the, whereas The Ravenous is everyone was great. Like, yeah. there was lots of great acting all over the place. I do agree with, with um, sorry, what Tyler said about there's some underdeveloped characters. I didn't hate it as much as, um, as Jessica. Jessica. Um, sorry. Who, who said, sorry, Jessica. Who said like the best moments were inconsistent? I still think there were best moments that were great. I just mm -hmm. found the film overall to be inconsistent. Um, so that's that's better than the dead don't die. Oh yeah, <laughs> no no like no like I I I do not like the dead don't die. And the more that, that movie sits with me, the more it upsets me. Maybe because I was looking forward to it so much. Yeah. And like Bill Murray and Adam Driver was such an interesting combo to me. And again, like. Okay, I mean, Adam Driver's young, but Bill Murray's getting older. And, like, you think about casting, like, he here's your two police officers in this town with things happening. Like, to me, that's interesting casting. You've, you've got Bill Murray, who's a little bit older. He's been around a long time. You've got Adam Driver, who's younger. You've kind of got this odd dynamic. They both can do comedy. They both can do drama. And then just it fell flat all over the place. I know. Sad. Great so, disappointment in yeah. 2019. Yes. I No, definitely The Ravenous is better than The Dead Don't Die. I agree. I'll take it. Yeah, I'll take that. Definitely. Um, okay, so let's get to some fan questions. We had a bunch uh, put on the back burner from last week because we couldn't quite get to it, but we're saving some extra time today to try to get through all the fan questions. Um, so let's finish off uh, the couple more from uh, Josh that we didn't get to last week. Um, so, uh, he wants us to know, what is your opinion on streaming service originals versus theater releases for the Oscars? Should both be included as equal or should the regular Oscar qualifications remain in place? Taylor, what are your thoughts? 
We've talked about it on the show before. I say go ahead and let Netflix compete in the Oscars. I agree. I don't think it's, to me, I perceive it as another studio now. Yeah. So, yeah, it's fair game. And it makes Netflix have to step their game up. You know, like, because some Netflix originals border on, like, B movies, like yeah. made for TV movies. Yeah. But, you know, the best of the best, go ahead, let them be in the Oscars. I, I talk a lot about accessibility, right? Yeah. So, Netflix is much more accessible than um, mainstream film in a lot of way, and especially independent film. We're really lucky in Kingston that we have this screening room. But, you know, growing up, I grew up in the suburbs, Burlington, Ontario. We didn't have a movie theater like the screening room. Like, if you wanted to go to the movies, you went to Cineplex or you went to the the little Cheapy Tuesday theater where they got the mainstream movies, like, three weeks later. Yeah. But, like, you know, I'm... The fact that you can stream Cold War on Amazon, I think, I think it's Amazon Prime, um, or uh, Roma on Netflix, like that, that kind of film was never available to me as a teen. Yeah, I had to seek out a lot of film in my undergrad, but then again, I I went to school in Waterloo and we had an independent theater. Yeah. So, for people who are really into film and maybe don't have access to the really great uh, places we have in Netflix, or sorry, in Kingston, Netflix, Amazon, Hulu, they're going to fill in that gap. And I would even say things like um, Criterion has their own streaming service. And I think, I think, you're I don't right. know, I'm, I'm pro streaming. No, I, I totally agree. For all the reasons you just said, like, to me, that's just well put, like, the accessibility of it alone and the fact that they're basically they, – they are their own studio now and they're employing people. They're giving opportunities. They're, they're giving filmmakers money. Like why not give them the same as, as a film that plays in a bunch of theaters? Like why not? Adapt or die. That's yeah. what I say to the studios. I agree. I 100 They agree. are still fixated on sort of blockbuster – uh, budgets and expect blockbuster returns by putting people in movie theaters. Yeah. And, you know, people certainly still go to the movies. Of course. But streaming is, and even more so now, with COVID. I don't think theaters are going to die, but they, they're they not going to be... I think... I think... Uh, Streaming's going to become much more prominent than it ever was. Yeah. And that's the thing. Like, movie theaters might start becoming more and more like what happened with stage theaters. Because if you go back hundreds upon hundreds of years, stage theaters were in every community. Now they're few and far between. And it might simply become that, that movie theaters aren't exactly everywhere anymore because streaming is going to kind of change things quite a bit. I still think people always go to the movies, but it might become more of an event-based thing. And in which case, yeah, let, let, let's adapt. Let's let streaming services in there. A movie is a movie. So, you know, so long as they meet your criteria of whatever that 
needs to be. I'd say let it let a streaming service enter. If they want to send into the academy what they need, you have to send in copies for your consideration copies. You have to explain who you're nominating for what. Let them do that. I mean, I'd say yes. Let they, put them in the same boat as a movie that goes into a movie theater. Absolutely. Yeah, no question. Uh, Josh also asks, uh, is there a movie you have vowed to never watch again? Her Smile. <laughs> yeah, except only if Wendy brings it back to the screening room and that's all that's playing when it yeah, happens. We have no choice. I'll be taking you and Tyler Vance and <laughs> anyone else to go see it because I think I said I would. Um, but yeah, Her Smell, maybe. Um, the Dead Don't Die, now that you bring that up, I think that was pretty atrocious. Um, I feel like the movies that I really don't like like if i see a bad movie in theaters i just kind of forget about it oh you know you, you like, know which movie i hated that i'm just remembering now that i despise the existence of a simple favor <laughs> yeah yeah that, that movie. your old her smell yeah yeah that movie is so bad um yeah, that that was an awful movie. I I I highly uh, I highly recommend never watching that, and I don't think I'll ever watch it again. I think aside from the Dead Don't Die, like the movies we've the movies we've reviewed for this show, I can't really think of a film that I was like, I am never going to watch this again. Yeah, I'm trying to remember some of our skippets to see, like, is there something that really stuck out? But even then, like, usually it's just more like, eh, it wasn't good. Yeah. Um, I'm trying to, yeah, I'm, I, I'm even, I'm, I'm quickly looking at some of our, oh, the Dark Phoenix X-Men movie. That was the worst X-Men movie I've ever seen. Um, you'll be surprised, Taylor. You know, we both gave The Dead Don't Die a stream it. Really? Yeah, we didn't give it a skip it. We both gave it a stream it. It's funny how time, like time away from something. Makes you like hate it. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I'm surprised I gave it a... Or makes you, I... um, makes you like, the, like, I think I like uh, Rocket Man the further I'm away from it than I used to. Yeah. Um, you gave Wild Rose a skip it. I, what, was Wild Rose the movie about that singer? Singer, yeah. Country singer, I think. Yeah. Yeah. But not like a malicious skip it. Like, ugh. I think it was just like, yeah, skip it. Yeah. I can't remember. You know? I was just looking at our ratings and that's kind of... Because if people are interested, you can go on our Instagram page and go into our highlights and you can actually go back and look at all of our film ratings. At, at a certain point forward, I started doing that. So you can see a lot of them. Um, and... Uh, yeah, there actually Some, for the most part there's not a lot of skippets. There's a lot of see it's and stream it's. Sometimes my skippets are more so like this movie just isn't great. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like skip it in the sense sometimes we say, "Oh, there's so many good movies out right now. Save your money and go see something else." Yes, exactly. Yeah. Totally. Um I think that was for Wild Rose where yeah. I was just kind of like, "It doesn't have much like it wasn't horrible it wasn't the worst movie i've ever seen but but didn't have much else going for it yeah 
Um, one last question from Josh. Now, this one came in this week. He said, just one question this week because you have two saved for me for last week. Um, it's, again, for both of us. Does controversy help hinder or help a film in terms of the film's success? So do you think controversy, Taylor, hinders a film, or do you think it actually helps it? It's hard to say. Uh, what's that old saying? I don't uh, know. <laughs> you got to give me more. Bad, even like... <laughs> Even oh, bad any, press is good press. All, all, all publicity is good publicity. Yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah, and that's the thing. I mean, it depends what the controversy is. And, I mean, I hate to say this, and uh, feel free to at me um, because I, I'll, I'm going to stand by this comment I'm about to make. It all depends upon what people feel at the time makes an issue important or not. There's lots of issues right. that happen that people don't care about right now because they're caring about something else. So it all depends upon what it is and what time it comes out. A controversial movie that is against something that the public is clearly you know, mad about or clearly upset about or there's clearly like a direction that's changing, then yeah, it can hurt the movie. But controversy can also like run – people will run to see the theaters. If there was a, a movie about Donald Trump coming out this fall, people would go see it. It would be controversial, but people would go. Because that's a topic people click on. It's a clickable topic and people will yeah, go, you know. I agree. It really has to defend, or sorry, it really has to depend on what the controversy is. Yeah. I think, like, if a movie, if, a, if the movie casts someone who is really contentious right now, yep. depending on what that person was contentious for, it could tank a movie. Yep. Like... Well, yeah. the, Me, the Me Too movement, like, you that's, know. Yeah, that's what I yeah. have in mind. Basically, any anyone who was part of that, that would be contention that would not help the movie at all. It wouldn't. It would hinder the yeah. movie. But I think if a movie was to address race relations right now, mm -hmm. um, and that in some ways could be controversial, depending on your politics, yep. I think both sides of the debate, even though... Maybe there shouldn't be two sides of the debate in terms of race relations, but nevertheless, there is. Um, I would think that that movie would attract more viewers yep. as opposed to tank it. Yep. Yeah, and, and I think you're absolutely right. I think it all depends upon what's going on. It all depends upon the angle of it. Because I also think the opposite could be true. If a movie came out that was... Um, about, I mean, they were talking... Oh, this is a good point. They were talking about police television shows. And how the, yeah. a lot of them are in trouble now. Now that's for various things, but that is a lot of producers worried about, well, if you're looking at everything broadly and you're going to lump police all together, our shows are in trouble. And what are they going to do with them? So I think there's always a side to every controversy that can hurt you, but there's also a side, like you're saying, that could actually bring people to the theaters. Like if, if, if Black Cop was a film that came out this fall and there was a massive Hollywood film and wasn't a small Canadian film, I, I, I bet you a lot of people would see it. It would be a box office hit. Oh, because yeah. Because that, that would be the right time for the right type of conversation. So, yeah, I think it can hurt it. It can hinder. It all depends. There's one example that I'm thinking of. And I forgot the name of it, but it was about that movie. Sorry, it was the movie was about um, rich people like hunting poor people. Do you remember how that movie uh, got delayed? Yeah, and then it got delayed indefinitely. 
I do. Oh, yes, I do remember that. Yeah. What's that movie called? Um, not The Hunt. Is that what? Or, or did The Hunt actually come out? Maybe it was called The Hunt. The Hunt. But it was canceled because right at, like, around the time it was supposed to come out, there was a mass shooting. Right. And, and we had talked about it on the show. And there was controversy. And that just made me want to see the movie more. Yeah. Yeah. And so I think it just really depends. Yeah. Um, like, aside from that, I can't think. Like, I know Woody, um, Woody, Allen. Woody Allen's movies. Yeah. Pretty much, even if it's not, the topic isn't controversial. The fact that he's allowed to release movies still. Mm -hmm. But people will still go to see them. Yeah, and, and, and I mean, when, you know, Kevin Spacey was recast after a movie was done shooting because because of a controversy um, around him. So, you know, you, you've, got, you've got instances where you believe something's going to hurt a film so much that you're willing to spend money and recast and completely go a different direction. And then there's, there's things where, oh, well, you know, some films are still allowed to be released. They're still out there. And the people are upset about it. And again, I think it can work both ways. Like, it all just depends upon each person frankly as it should as well i mean i feel like you you know yourselves well enough to know okay what what's gonna make me i think we've talked about this before even when talking about whatever that movie was being canceled you're gonna know whether or not you want to go see something and whether you want to support it and whether, whether you want to speak out against it so it all just depends but as someone with a marketing background i have to say Sometimes a controversy is what you need to sell it. I know that sounds bad, and I know that like doesn't. I just think that's the reality. But that's the reality. Yeah, that, that is. It's it's sad. It's terrible. But just take a look at everything going on in the world and how people started to pay attention when something huge happens, as opposed to there are big things going on all the time, but we haven't had that big event. It's sad, right? Like it's it's that whole idea of like people will start paying attention when a tornado hits, but not before. Um, it's and it's why clickbait works for sure. No, you're absolutely like right. Those yeah, flashy, trashy titles. Yeah, that are sometimes misleading, but it yeah. makes you click on it. It's unfortunate. Um, next question uh, comes from Lily. Um, this was from uh, a couple weeks ago, but uh, she says, "Is there a movie you can name that you watched on a streaming service, either in COVID or or not, that you had wished you'd seen in theaters? Did you? Uh, I did." wish that I had seen the Irishman theaters because I actually found it a lot easier to follow along with lo with larger scale movies like that and slower moving movies when I'm not at home with a lot of distractions. I also really enjoyed The Lovebirds, but I feel like I would have enjoyed it even more if I was with people. Um, I was missing that communal laughter that I get with comedies. Um, yeah, that's, that's, I mean, that's an interesting question. Like, Taylor, is there anything you have watched at home that you just wish you had actually seen it in, in the theaters? I said recently, I agree with Lily. I wish I had seen The Lovebirds in theaters. Yeah. Because to me, that was like a classic summertime, see it with the girlfriends, eat some popcorn in the big theater. Um, aside from that, it's hard for me to pick a movie, I guess, because that's just, like, fresh in my mind. Uh, I think I wish I could see, like, older Wes Anderson movies in theaters. Right. Um, I wish 
I could see some Hitchcock movies in theaters. Stuff like that. Yeah. Thing, things that maybe you just missed because, you know, they were out in theaters such a long time ago. Yeah. Um, I'm, yeah, I'm trying to think if there's anything that I've streamed movie-wise that, that I wish I'd seen in theaters. Like, not not to the extent that I feel like I'm missing something. Like, I haven't really watched a movie where I feel like I'm missing it being on the big screen. Because to me, that is the only reason why I, I would want to go to the movies. Other than the fact that I love to go to the movies. Like, I, mm-hmm. I would just go to a movie theater to watch anything. But in terms of, like, I'm missing out on something, I don't think I've seen anything yet that is massive. Like, maybe if... COVID continues and theaters keep getting pushed back and they decide, okay, Christopher Nolan's next movie, Tenant, and and then Black Widow and A Quiet Place 2 and like all these movies are just going to come out on streaming services, I might feel like I'm missing something and would have enjoyed them more. But I think with what I've seen so far, I'm okay with streaming it. Yeah. Um, uh, Colt asks, if you had to pick one movie character to be your personal trainer, who would it be? Like fitness? <laughs> I, I, he says personal trainer. I think we can take that any way we want. <laughs> you answer first. Okay. Um, okay. Personal. I guess, yeah, I guess it depends upon if it was a fitness trainer, I'd probably want someone pretty understanding because I don't respond well to people screaming in my face. Um, so any of the like stereotypical like movie trainers you see or, or like from sports movies, you see like the inspirational coaches, like I, the ones that are like kind of all tough love. I, I don't think I would actually, um, I would actually get along with any of the Avengers. I think would be would be nice because then I would just have a great time anyway, and like they're all relatively good people. Maybe Tony Stark because he would probably have a machine that can do all the work for me um, to get me all nice and fit. So probably that. Um, I can't say, th- I don't think I've ever seen a movie with like a, a really good squash player who could teach me things. Cause like that, that would be something I'd want to, you know, there's some actors who I think probably play squash, but I don't know if there's like a character I could think of. Cause that, that was really my interest for a year. The past year was like playing squash like four times a week. So someone to do that would be, would be kind of what I would default to. But yeah, maybe one of the Avengers, maybe Tony Stark, because he'd have a machine that could move my muscles for me, Taylor, and that's great. Who's not <laughs> yeah, going to take is, that? <laughs> this is such a weird question because I don't know if our fans know us, but we are not... We're, we're not the trainer type. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> like, I don't know. I don't really want anyone to train me. I can think of actors that I would want to work out with. So Arnold Schwarzenegger. Oh, yeah, yeah. And The Rock. Because both of them... Well, Arnold Schwarzenegger was a bodybuilder. Right. So he knows Um, the things to do. Yeah. And The Rock clearly works out. (laughs) Um... What if he doesn't? Like, what if you just... Like, what if there's, like, some sort of release of information, like, The Rock doesn't work out? Would that, like... So Vito X him, but I'm not one of those people that this like cancel culture. I think of like Milli Vanilli, that R&B group from the '80s, where it came out that they actually don't do any of their own singing mm. and they only lip synced, mm. and like the world's turned on them to right. the to such a point that one of them committed suicide. 
Oh, wow. That is not me. Like, no. who cares? Yeah. They're entertainers. Yeah. Like, like, if I found out The Rock, I don't know, like, say it's all CGI. Who cares? Wouldn't that shock so you, though? Fun. Like, it would shock you, though. <laughs> like, it would be like, wait, what? Like, that's... No, not even if it's all... What if it's, like, natural? What if The Rock is just the only human being in existence who is just naturally like that? That take, it takes a lot more than that to shock me, Mike. <laughs> okay, never mind. <laughs> <laughs> I'm like, I don't know, I'm just... My personality, I'm just like, yep, that's okay. Yeah. Like, I don't know, it takes... I guess just in my line of work, yeah, where like there's a lot of characters that come in the office. Mm -hmm. I'm just kind of like, okay. <laughs> um, I I want to get your quick th thoughts on something before we wrap up because we only have about two minutes left, and we got okay. some breaking news. Um, so I'm gonna I'm gonna give you some breaking news, Taylor. Got um, it. And I want your thoughts on it. Michael Keaton will be returning to play Batman in the Love upcoming it. Flash movie. Love it. You love it. Yeah. I love it too. I absolutely love it because the DC universe, you can do a lot of different realities and times. So you can have a million Batmans if you want. But Michael Keaton was a fantastic Batman. So the fact There's that even a Batman, Batman in a wheelchair, I think. Uh, yep. Um, yeah. Uh, there's been Batman in many different... Uh, they did a big TV... I don't watch the DC TV shows, but I know they did a big crossover event. And one of the famous voices of Batman played a Batman whose legs were like destroyed and he was in kind of like a robotic Yeah, he's paralyzed, suit. I yeah, think. Yeah. So I think the Joker paralyzed yeah, him. Yeah, the Joker does, yeah. So there you go. Like there Michael Keaton is going to be back. And like I know there's like older Batman in the again in the comics. Yep. So I'm like, yeah, go for it. Good. Although I'm not gonna see the Flash movie. No, no, but don't worry. I'll see it and review it by the time that. But though, this is, who knows? Maybe I mean, we won't have a show by the time that movie comes out. I don't even know when that's coming. I hate when um, there's like really good casting, and it's a movie I know that I'm not interested in. But you're gonna see the Batman with Robert Pattinson. Oh no, question. Yeah. I'm looking forward to that. Yeah, yeah, that's that's gonna be good. So, well, that maybe we'll see. Maybe we'll convince you to see the Flash movie if it's really good. Is it the one with Ezra Miller? Yes. See, I love Ezra. So, and now you got Michael Keaton too. We'll see. We'll so there see. You go. We'll see. Um, but there you go. That brings us to the end of the episode this week. Just a reminder that last uh, next week is our last movie club movie. We're watching the F Word. It's available on CBC Gem. And if you want to join our movie club, just visit screeningandkingston.com. Be sure to fill out the uh, quick form to join our movie club and then each week you're going to get emailed a form that you fill out to give us your rating make sure you rate those films by monday at three o'clock it's not our last movie club ever no no of this of the Can three canadian films yes yes <laughs> thank you for correcting that yeah we will so, we will for sure be doing more movie clubs the theaters are not open yet so <laughs> so go stream some movies 